0: Welcome to episode one with Michael and Eric, the podcast where we watch the first episode of a streaming exclusive show and talk about it. I'm Michael. And I'm Eric. And this week we watched
1: Alias Grace on Netflix. What'd you think? I was not a fan. Oh, it was okay. I just it. Yeah, I liked it.
0: I was watching. I was like, I'm watch more of this okay this is based off of a margaret atwood book who wrote handmaid's tale that's what i thought okay and it was written and maybe even directed by sarah polly who did women talking which she won an academy award for screenwriting for last last oscars and i put her on my ballot so she got me a point so i was like saw her name and i was like Oh, well, yeah, I'm into you this. go, Sarah. And Women Talking was a, I mean, it's it's literally, I think it was an Amish community where the women discover that they've been getting drugged and raped by the men and meet in the barn and discuss what they're going to do about it for two hours
1: is basically the gist of that movie. It's I remember good. seeing a trailer for it around the time it was getting Oscars buzz, and it looked interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh, do you want to tell everybody what this is about?
1: This is about a convicted murderess in 1850s, Oh, I wrote Toronto. It, it was like 1856, 1859. Yes. Based on a true story. Okay. I wondered about that. Convicted of murder, has been in prison, and she's being interviewed by what passes for a psychologist back in those days for possible release. And we don't know it yet, but once again, it's pretty clear. She's, she's got multiple personality disorder.
0: Yeah. So we're doing this show this week because we did the Crowded Room last week and we just got blown up with requests to do this show now.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's also, this show is 99% on Rotten Tomatoes too. When I text you like just randomly about something... Uh, every so often do you look to shay and say god my phone's just blowing up tonight just because i got
0: one text from you yeah no it's just like an interpersonal conversation
1: okay okay (laughs) just testing that out that's all
0: I don't need to make myself sound more popular to Shay. I need to make this podcast sound more popular to the world.
1: <laughs> to the three people that are listening, one of which is the person that blew you up about it.
0: <laughs> Thanks for the wreck, Nick. Yep. Ooh, where do you want to start? Oh, let's start at Okay. So obviously there's a lot of similarities between this and the crowded room. Sure. And I I felt that they handled the multiple personality thing better in this show than in the crowded room. Even in such a way that once you figure it out, like, uh, it's not hard to figure out. But once you figure it out and you're watching, I felt almost like I was watching the show just show me how it's going to reveal this. But I was, like, on board watching, like all the pieces fall into place for it. Whereas in like the crowded room, I was just like, all right, I see. I get that. I get that.
1: Yeah, this was, and maybe it's the difference between like the crowded room. They introduce you to so many very clear alts right, right away. Like it's, it's all, it's all of his friends. (laughs) It's, it's the rando guy that lives down the street. It's the woman that, convinces him to try and kill someone like there's a whole host of obvious also this one was there one maybe
0: yeah her friend
1: when she goes to work is as one for
0: sure and then i suspect maybe the woman on the boat who because her mother dies on the boat and who consoles her about like her mother's death and she's like upset like there wasn't a window to open for her soul to escape I suspect that was an alt as well, but not sure to, because this show does a better job of that than
1: The Crowded Room did. Have you kept watching The Crowded Room at all? No. Have Ka- you? Ka- no, Kathy has, though. What'd she think? She, she's liking it. I don't know how many episodes she's in, but it's more than a couple, and they still haven't brought up that he's got multiple personality disorder. Yeah. The only thing that seems that sounded interesting as far as a way to try and reveal it but they even that they tried to obfuscate a bit was he's talking about somebody who is very clearly another alt and they're nearing the end of their day and he's like all right i'm done i can't talk anymore or whatever and the next day when they're coming in for questioning that alt is sitting at the table to t- you know what i mean like it's that character or whatever but then a scene or two later, all of a sudden it's Tom Holland again. Oh. So it, it's it. I don't think they're trying to, not to go back to the crowd room, I don't think they're trying to hide it. I just, it feels so goofy. Yeah. I don't, I, I can't pinpoint what the difference between the two is because I don't think they're trying to hide it here either.
0: Yeah, I don't think that they're trying to catch us in a twist in, in Alias
1: Grace. Like I said, I think that they're just like letting us watch them do it. I, Alias Grace feels even more likely for the twist to be that I thought that the crowded room could be that would be interesting, which is that this Grace that we're talking to isn't the main person. Oh. um That she herself is an alt. And the fact that it's named Alias Grace seems to be leading towards that. You know what I think really lent to
0: this being more enjoyable than the crowded room was. The setting and the time period, time era that that they did, like they did a multiple personality thing in eighteen fifty Toronto, which I can't recall watching a multiple personality thing that wasn't set in modern day. That's fair,
1: but it's that setting that I care very little about. Yeah, uh, and I don't know why that is. Pretty much from the start of this. I could tell I wasn't going to be a big fan of it. I didn't hate it. I just it wasn't for me. But I think it has something. I it, I think it's more aesthetic than it is. I, I, there's something about the way a show like this is shot mm. that annoys me. It just. I don't know. I, 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 I spent all last night trying to like think about it and then the five minute drive over trying to think about why it was that I didn't like this. It's just a case of you like what you like also it's starring a woman and you know how i feel about shows starring women <laughs> i forgot about that that's why i spent so long thinking about why i didn't like it i was like is it just because eric, eric
0: it's not i know you pretty well it's you're not, not your sexist it's <laughs> not your f-
1: no here's the thing i'm a hundred percent comfortable with an assessment that i i I think it's similar to racism, I think everybody's a little sexist and a little racist, you know sure. what I mean I, yeah there is something there, and is that is this the way that my sexism uh comes out because I don't think it comes out like in the workplace or in my relationships with people. you know what I mean? Is it just the media about women that I don't care about? I don't fucking know <laughs> you you loved girls five <laughs> ever, yeah, that
0: show about stupid women. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't see any problems with this going. <laughs> I'm also a big fan of F Boy Island. Also a show generally about stupid women. Uh-huh. 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 Okay. Ooh. Yeah, I wish there were a theme to all this. I can't <laughs> I can't pinpoint it.
0: Uh what do you think about I'm trying to... <laughs> I was trying to think of smart women characters. <laughs> the first one that came to mind, uh-huh. Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. <laughs> it's like the time. I don't remember. Oh, uh, Shay, Shay, uh, Shay and I were planning a drive out to Chicago and we we're looking at things to do along the way. And one of the things I saw was in Rockford, Illinois, they have a park made of uh rock people. And I was describing this to Shay and she thought initially it was like wax, like a wax sculpture type of thing where it's like recognizable people, but it's not. She said, so it'd be just like a uh, statue of like Guy Fieri and then <laughs> one of like the Virgin Mary. And I stopped her and I was like. First two famous people you just thought of, Guy Fieri and the Virgin Mary. And also, why do they rhyme? <laughs> so, so, so it's like, Guy Fieri, Virgin Mary, Sherry Terry. <laughs> it was like, we left for a good long while. Mary Berry, yeah. yeah. And then I think... I think she, I don't remember, she revealed that she thought of somebody before Guy Theory, but self-edited herself, and I don't remember who it was. But yeah, I love Dr.
1: Quinn (laughs) Menesmith. So there you go, not sexist. The premise of this show is that they've sent a psychologist, or a psychologist is just coming because he wants to talk to this person. I'm assuming he has some suspicion, I don't necessarily know why yet, that she has multiple personality disorder but he we saw a scene where he's meeting with a reverend at the bar who's apparently a part of some committee to get her released yeah why is that reverend so gung ho about getting somebody who as far as they know murdered two people
0: i had the same question like it seemed like there was a whole a whole movement behind trying to get her freed i read about the the actual case and in the actual case and, and in this show she gets tried along with the person in the, the the other servant and it's unclear in real life it was unclear whether or not she actually participated in these murders and so she got uh, some people felt as though she got wrongly convicted or, or unfairly convicted and I'm guessing that that's what's going. To, and I'm assuming in the Margaret Atwood book, it's much more clear, but I'm I'm assuming that's what they're going for in the show and just don't
1: spell it out real well. I have an alternate theory. Okay. Which is that she's a witch oh. and she's used her powers to ensorcel this guy. And that's why he's so gung ho. There were other things that made me feel the same way, like. She's well, no, I. You know what? The other thing was, it was a guy saying she used her powers on me to make make me kill my wife. Be careful though,
0: because you're introducing like witches and wizards in a setting in which she's like a servant, and like there's
1: like gonna be kitchens and stuff and spices. I didn't introduce wizards <laughs> at all. You just introduced a wizard. <laughs> Looking forward to the really crummy edit that you do of me saying, I. Definitely did not say (laughs) wizard. I'm not going to do an edit. It's too much work.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) When the doctor goes to prison to visit her, Mm -hmm. why do they open the door cell door so he can sit and talk to her? They can talk through the door. They can Hannibal Lecter this shit. They're just like, careful. She's really dangerous. (laughs) Here you go.
1: Face to face. Maybe this is the origins of that whole Hannibal Lecter thing, like where they keep the door closed or have a mask on and like have her all straight jacketed and shit like that because she's going to bite his face off. Yeah, she's going to bite his face off. Ooh, wear it as
0: on top of her face.
1: Uh huh. And walk out as though she's the psychologist.
0: Hello, I am the doctor. This is me, the doctor. Don't ju- don't ignore my or just ignore my drooping face. <laughs> do you know what this is? Wrong. It's an apple. <laughs>
1: what do you think of apples? That's what he. I mean, I sound like. <laughs> I had
0: to rewind it because my first thought was like maybe he asked for the door to be open. So I rewound it.
1: He doesn't. He doesn't in the scene, but I think it's completely reasonable for him to have the door open especially for a yes she murdered people although again i think she just participated in the planning of it i don't think she actually did any killing even by the story we've heard so far and she's now had again we're told years but the makeup on this was bad enough i couldn't it looked like no time had passed so i don't know how long it's actually been they said 15 years she's been in prison okay 15 years of non-violent, like, I think it's completely reasonable for him to... And yeah. it's 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 hard to form a a trusting relationship uh, through a door. Yeah. Also, the fact that she works at the
0: governor's house and they basically parade her around as a curiosity so they can be like, oh, there's that murderess. <laughs> there's that famed murderess. Yeah. And then... They're worried that they're not going to allow her back into the house because they tried to put a gigantic head clamping contraption on her head and she uh, freaked out, freaked out. I want to freaked out. I don't want that thing on my head. Yeah. What the heck?
1: Maybe we're going to see more about how she freaked out and like just ran around the kitchens throwing cinnamon and everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like a cinnamon witch.
0: <laughs> how dare
1: you? I don't know what you're talking about.
0: I thought it was really slick how during one of the conversations, I don't remember what what he says, but she feigns being offended and he ends up apologizing to her and then she levies a favor out, out of it or like a like, okay, but you got to give me a pass next time. Mm-hmm. 100% orchestrated on purpose. She did that.
1: Yeah, we're certainly led to believe that. I think that's... That's maybe what makes this show more interesting than The Crowded Room, is that they've done enough to make you question, if she has multiple personalities or not, how manipulative and complicit is she in all of this? Right. Uh, Whereas in The Crowded Room, at least the one episode we watched, it was very much this this poor kid has no idea that he's got these other things going on right
0: my only other note is what is her dad's deal he's just a jerk for no reason they like they don't show any motivation for like he asks her to start cleaning up the the kitchen table or getting breakfast ready she immediately gets up starts doing it and then he just comes over and throws her against the wall
1: yeah i mean welcome to being a woman for most of human history, <laughs> I, I
0: I guess I see what you're saying. Yeah. It did it seem pretty unfathomable that just like
1: unmotivated that that type of behavior. The, or, yeah, the amount of my notes that were why is this happening to her? Like the she's meeting with psychologists and the number of people that were uh calling her a doctor's whore or whatever. And it wasn't just one person or one you know, an inmate or it was a number of different people that were talking about. Oh, you're about to be the doctor's whore now. And I'm just all I could think is, why even what the fuck are they talking about? And then I had the thought, like, oh, I mean yeah, that probably was pretty prevalent back then, huh? Just yeah, doctors raping prison women, prisoners in particular, I'm sure. Uh,
0: one of them that's calling her the doctor's whore, the one that starts choking. I thought it was Tigdataro until I looked it
1: up. That woman choking was the other thing that made me think she's a witch. What? Oh, she because it was after she called her a whore, and then like she look like looks just kind of like looks at her and looks down or whatever, and then she starts choking.
0: I'm into this witch theory. We I should write she, an
1: episode two on I this. I think she's a witch. Yeah. There was a scene when they were in the the governor's house. He was asking her about her life story because she didn't know what to talk about and she was talking about the boat trip, the eight weeks that she spent from Ireland to Toronto. Yeah. And there was a point during all of that, that I'm not sure if it was bad acting or if there's something else at play, but it was this, the part of the story where it was very clear from the psychologist's like face that he was, annoyed by her telling this story and it was the point where she was like oh maybe you need to close the window or something like that because she was assuming that he was offended by this Mm. part of the story i can't tell if that was supposed to be his offended face and if it was i don't know what he was offended by Mm -hmm. or which would to me be bad acting because it looked more like he was mad and i'm wondering if this is in another or an example of he knows more of the truth than he's letting on that's maybe what brought him here in the first place is he Uh, he, there were some things that he knew or heard about that made it very clear that she's got multiple personalities and he feels like he's being lied to
0: or maybe he's got like a whole profile and a whole bunch of facts about her so he can let her tell this this story but he
1: knows like You didn't even come over on a boat. It's it's what makes me think that, especially with this alias Grace title, that Grace isn't the main personality Mm -hmm. because he knows that whoever the actual main personality is didn't come from Ireland. They've lived in Toronto their whole life or whatever. And so this put on Irish accent and all this sort of stuff is just annoying him because he's hoping to get a little deeper. I like that. That's good. In real life, Grace is
0: an irish immigrant and is a real person she gets out of prison after 30 years and then just disappeared like a witch like a witch episode two let's do it (laughs) okay all
1: right what happened at the end of episode one i i stopped taking notes for the last five or six minutes because i felt like it just got really wordy and talky and in and it wasn't it wasn't them talking to each other. It was just her talking, doing a voiceover. So mm. I'll be honest, I don't really remember.
0: Yeah, it was basically them ending their session and then like the voiceover and then like the like really similar to Handmaid's Tale, just like shot of her like looking at the camera all intimidating and like implying like
1: I'm going to manipulate this guy. With my witchly, Witch, powers. witchly powers. Yeah. Also she was seen communing with the devil at the end of that episode, so Yeah.
0: Also, I don't know how how uh how ball it bodes for your uh sexism. Oh that, yeah, yeah, no, I, I've had this thought as well. <laughs>
1: I was a little surprised you were on board with going with this as the episode two, but I let's go. <laughs>
0: okay, all right. So this woman, who's obviously a witch <laughs> because
1: you know woman. Yeah, she's using our womanly powers <laughs> yeah. on this psychologist. Who I feel more kinship to, not because he's a psychologist, but because he's a man.
0: <laughs> uh, it opens up. Did we see her cell? Yeah, we did see her cell. It yeah. opens up. It's like the middle of the night. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. So you start outside of the um, the jail and it's like the dark. It's the middle of the night. You're like seeing owls and stuff and just like panning across the courtyard of the jail like zooms into like a window and then just zooms into her uh, inner cell and then you see her she's just standing there staring forward and then you see the cell door just like unlock and just swing open and she just like silently exits the cell
1: okay the real question we're going to have to answer and that I'm not asking you but we're going to have to answer yeah. is why did she spend 15 years in prison if she could just open the cell door with her mind powers this whole time maybe this isn't prison at all maybe she's got all of these people controlled with her witchly powers and this is just like her base of operations
0: well, so this was this was my thought too but it is a prison the reason she stayed for 15 years is she's building her coven? Now that she's got every single prisoner there in her coven, she exits the cell door, and then you see all the other cell doors just like open up as she walks by them. Yeah, yeah, that really dramatic long
1: shot of yeah. yep.
0: Tignataro is one of them because uh-huh. I know I looked it up it wasn't Tignataro, but let's just make Wait, it. Tig. Let's get take yeah. Let's yeah. get taken there. And so the doors start opening up, and then. Ooh, what's the most dramatic way for the them, all the other witches, to exit?
1: <laughs> I can't believe we made every woman in this show a witch. In fairness, in fairness to all the people who think I'm a sexist, I'm not the one that would every woman in this prison a witch.
0: What's this? Why is this episode turning into an argument over which of us is the bigger sexist? It isn't an <laughs> argument. It's clearly you. You know what? I'm leaving all this in. We're going to see how it goes
1: over. <laughs> there's a, We have four listeners at this point. Yeah. They can tell us if we were shitty. And then we'll just delete... You know what? Four listeners that still listen and talk to us personally, generally on a weekly basis. If this episode is shitty and we're coming across really sexist, let us know. We'll just delete the episode.
0: Yeah, fair enough. We won't apologize, though. Absolutely <laughs> not. So, she's walking and then there's a guard standing at the door, uh, like... With their um, nightstick, like, stop right there, stop right there.
1: And then she just waves her hand and that nightstick becomes like just like a snake or whatever. Yeah. And it bites him in the face and he's dead. In the face. Yeah, in the face. Okay. This show is right at TVMA for nudity, smoking, and snake face biting.
0: Oh, it okay. Said it said right at the beginning. We had to work in this snake face bite somehow. Yep. And then all the other witches exit. The front door opens, whoosh, and all the other witches come out of their cells, and then they just start, like, walking across the courtyard towards town.
1: and Because the women, they just go on, like, a shopping spree <laughs> or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they all start, like, walking in the direction of the mall, and then,
1: then well, I got a Michael's Musing if we want to do that. We can do that. Uh, I also uh, wasn't sure how much content we were going to get out of this episode and was bored last night. So I watched a different show that was also a streaming exclusive. That oh, let's I would hear love about to that. tell you about Yeah. There's a show on Hulu called Secret Chef that I think just came out. I'm listening. It is a show where there are 10 cooks of varying, like there's some professional cooks, there's uh food influencers. There's just uh, all that sort of bullshit. There are no judges on this show and they're all cooking for a chance at winning a hundred thousand dollars. The twist is they can all, they they are all clearly staying in this same compound or whatever, and they can clearly mingle. And at least this first episode, they all had a meal together, but in general, they're all cooking privately and their food then has to get brought to the table nobody knows who made what uh, other than obviously what you made yourself and then they all have to vote on the best dishes uh anonymously so they've been given f- like fake names so this is chef macaron or this is chef donut or whatever and they provide critiques for the food and then each chef then gets their critiques back uh you know chef donut thought that you're whatever, whatever was a little dry and blah, 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 blah. The interesting thing about one of the challenges I, or the thing that I thought was interesting was the final challenge that determined which two people then went home this week was they each got paired off with one of these other anonymous chefs. They don't know who they're paired off with and they have to make a, an egg dish or something. I don't remember what the the conceit was for this dish. But they had to do it in 30-minute increments, handing off the food to the other person, not knowing who the other person was, uh, and really only having about a page's worth of notes to describe like what they're trying to make and go back and forth. When you're handing that dish off to the person, you don't know what they have in their pantry. So there was at least one person that decided they were going to make shrimp and grits or something Shrimp and grits. Handed that off to the person. That person had no idea really how to cook shrimp as far as i could tell um and also didn't have grits so they ended up having to pivot and try something else and then you know after their 30 minutes were up they were handing it back to this other person and the whole time you don't know we know as the audience but they don't know who they're paired up with and they're all busy trying to figure out like oh i bet i've i bet i'm paired off with the french guy like everybody was just so had it so out for this this french guy and in fairness both me and kathy hated this fucking guy he was obnoxious but it was really it was really fucking interesting. The whole thing the whole thing was really interesting and, and how they were trying to keep secrets about uh who they were, because if somebody is really good and everybody knows who it is based on their, their fake name, everybody's just gonna find a way to vote that person out. I like it. I'm gonna check that out. I will absolutely watch more. I don't know if Kathy will watch more with me, uh, but we're having a good time making fun of it. All right. Michael's musing. Fire away.
0: How come I hardly ever see anybody wearing the same shirt as me? I bought that shirt in a store. There's like thousands of
1: these shirts around. Do you want the actual answer? Yeah. Because it's about to turn into an intervention. Okay. Michael? Yeah. You have bad taste.
0: What? <laughs> Is that true? No. <laughs> Look at this Look at this shirt. Look at this birth shirt. <laughs> the original birth of Chicago. I heard ever I'm not even saying I heard ever see somebody wearing the same shirt as I'm wearing. I heard ever see anybody wearing a shirt that I own.
1: I think that the shirts that you buy and this is about you in particular are specific esoteric was the word i was going to say but i don't think that's quite right but like you're wearing i i understand what the reference is but you're wearing a shirt this is the original birth of chicagoland i don't think that the bear has permeated popular culture enough to where that shirt is going to be all that present okay particularly in the crowd you're hanging around with it might be with the people you're hanging around with but think about this now that i see like yeah i like that shirt michael that's a cool shirt i would buy that if you didn't own it <sighs> wanna wrap it up thanks for listening to the episode one podcast with michael and eric if you like the show leave a rating or review on apple podcasts uh check our website it's episode one podcast.com that's spelled out o-n-e uh what else
0: oh i've got uh I've got something. Okay. I've got six more people that can't listen to the podcast anymore. Do you want to guess who they are?
1: <laughs> uh, the Backstreet Boys and two members of Insync. Close enough. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But you know who... Go ahead.
0: Also, by the time people listen to this, I'll have watched the new Indiana
1: Jones movie and I'm super pumped up. Same. You know who can listen to this podcast but definitely doesn't? Boz D. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for the theme song, man. (laughs) See you next week.